On this All Saints Day, this is a very special day in the church. This first Sunday of November is when we always commemorate All Saints. That is a day that we celebrate the faith and the gifts of God given to those who have gone on before us and who have fought the good fight of faith and now rest in the Savior's arms. On the altar, you might notice our number of candles that will be lit a little later in this service. One candle from every loved one from our church family who has died in the Lord since last All Saints Day. Uh, there's also one additional candle up there for, for other loved ones who may not have been part of our, our Chapel of the Cross church family, but we nonetheless remember and thank God for them and for their faith. For our friends worshiping online or on the radio, uh, a reminder, you can go to our website, which is chapelofthecross.org, and there you will find the bulletin for this service under the resources tab. You can also find options for giving your offering to the Lord under the give tab. Just a few announcements to share with you before we start worship today. Uh, last reminder about our painting party, that's November 12th and 13th, so if you like to paint, or even if you don't like to paint, you can uh, uh, come and help us paint downstairs. We're painting a couple classrooms. We're gathering 9 to 4 on Saturday and 1 to 4 on Sunday next weekend. Um, you, if you can come at any point during those two, one of those two days and help paint a couple rooms, we'd appreciate that. Please sign up at the Welcome Center. On Tuesday, the 15th of November, and on Thursday, the 17th of November, there will be two special grief share events called Surviving the Holidays. Uh, it's a wonderful opportunity for you to receive support, uh, especially if perhaps you have lost a loved one recently, and, and especially as we move toward the holidays here. Uh, so there, there's more information about that in your chapel weekly. There's also a sign-up sheet at the Welcome Center for those who would like to come. Our fall senior and homebound worship service and lunch will take place on Monday, November 21st. That's the Monday of, of Thanksgiving week. The worship starts at 11 a.m. and then the lunch follows down in the gym. So uh, please also sign up for that at the Welcome Center to let, you, let us know that you're coming. Uh, I always say this, but I'll say it again. You don't have to be a senior or a homebound person to come to that service or to that lunch, but we would like you to sign up so we, so we know we, that we can expect you to be there. So um, if you can help with that volunteer-wise, uh, please let the church office know for that as well. More information about that is in your chapel weekly today. And hopefully you notice the Thanksgiving cards on the tables in the commons area. Those cards will be hand-delivered with a little bag of goodies and some devotional materials to our homebound members. Uh, please, please take some time, if you could, and, and, uh, and wish our, uh, sign those and wish our homebound members a blessed Thanksgiving. We're also looking for some folks who wouldn't mind making some homemade cookies to go along with those bags. So if you're able to do that, you can let me know as you leave church today or just call up the church office and say that you'll, you'll uh, donate a few cookies for that effort. Uh, we appreciate you doing that. This being the first weekend of the month, we have a director of the week. That is, our director of the week is Jim Koch. Jim, could you stand up? Jim is going to greet you at the back door today. And next to him is our elder of the week. That's Paul Brammeyer. If you could stand up, Paul. Uh, he, Paul will be also greeting you at the back door today. So we'll have a little receiving line for you as you leave today. And we ask you to get to know our directors and our elders, especially Jim and Paul, today. God's blessings to you as we worship together. We stand and share the peace of the Lord with one another, after which we will sing our entrance hymn for all the saints, as that's put in your bulletin. We stand to share the peace.
and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Almighty God in his mercy, has given his son to die for you and for his sake forgives you all your sins as a called and ordained servant of christ and by his authority i therefore forgive you all your sins in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy spirit amen The Old Testament reading is from the seventh chapter of Revelation. After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language, 
standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, saying, Amen. Praise the and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, these in white robes, who are they? And where do they come from? I answered, sir, you know. And he said, these are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger. Never again will they thirst. The sun will beat upon them, nor any surging heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of the Lord. We read responsibly Psalm 149. Praise the Lord. Sing to the Lord a new song. His praise in the assembly of the saints. Let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. For the Lord takes delight in his people. He crowns the humble with salvation. Let the saints rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their king with fetters and their nobles with the sackings of them, to carry out the sentence written against them. This is the glory of all the saints. Praise the Lord. The second reading is from the third chapter of 1 John. How great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called the children of God. And that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that they did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God. And what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself, just as he is pure. This is the word of God.
please stand as you are able for the reading of the gospel. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the fifth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when he saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. His disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad, because great is your reward in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the word of the Lord. Praise Please be seated as we sing the hymn of the word. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today, as you know, and as I mentioned, is a very special day in the church, this All Saints Sunday. It's a festival that we have been celebrating as the Christian church for hundreds and hundreds of years. 
It's a festival that we celebrate here at Chapel of the Cross every year on this first Sunday in November. But every year, someone is bound to ask me the question, well, why in the world do we celebrate All Saints Day in the Lutheran Church? Isn't that a Catholic thing? After all, we don't have any saints in the Lutheran Church. And I guess in a way they're right. I mean, we don't pray to the saints. We don't, usually don't have statues to venerate the saints like our Roman Catholic friends do. But we do absolutely celebrate All Saints Day. It's got a lot to do with how we define what a saint actually is. It's actually got a lot to do with how the Bible defines what a saint actually is. So what is a saint? Well, I, I've heard some pretty interesting definitions of what a saint is. Someone once said a saint is a dead sinner revised and edited by the remaining relatives. Or a saint is a sinner who never got caught. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's very interesting. When the Apostle Paul wrote his letter, one of his letters to the church in Corinth, he addressed it to all the saints who are in Corinth. And then, what did he talk about in that letter? Well, for most of that letter, for that epistle, he reprimanded them for their vile behavior, for their immorality, their lust, their fornication, their unfaithfulness to marriage vows, or fightings and disagreements, or getting drunk at the Lord's Supper. And those are just a few of the things that he talked about to them. And he calls those people saints. Is that talking to a paragons of piety there, you know? And every other Sunday, we stand up and we confess our faith together in the words of the Apostles' Creed. We're going to do that a little later today. And we say, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of what? Saints. So what are we talking about? What is a saint? Martin Luther put it pretty simply. He said, a saint is a redeemed sinner. Are they holy? Absolutely. That's what saint means. It means holy one. Saints are absolutely holy. Are they righteous? Yes, absolutely righteous. But they are not holy and they're not righteous because of their own works or because something he or she did or did not do. I mean, the Bible reminds us time and time again that no one is good. You aren't good. I am not good. Paul tells that all have sinned and fall short. No one lives up to how we ought to live. You have sinned and I have sinned. We're all sinners. So we are not a saint because what we have done. Sainthood is not the act of a man. It's the act of God. We stand holy. We stand as saints before God, righteous and redeemed and reconciled before God. And we stand that way only because of the sheer love and the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. It's only because Jesus loved us enough that he went to a cross. It's only because that Jesus took your sin upon him and my sin upon himself and he died for those sins on Calvary. It's only because he was forsaken by his father so we might not be forsaken by the father. Jesus makes us his children and Jesus makes us saints. So when we talk about ourselves being the communion of saints or when we refer to ourselves individually as saints, which is a perfectly right thing to do. I am St. Ted, by the way, at St. Ellery over there. Uh, this is even St. Zoe over here. We're all saints, and that's perfectly great to say. But we don't say that by, by, to say, oh, look at how good I am. We say that to say, look how good my God is. Because he has made me his child, and he has made me his saint. So All Saints Day is a very appropriate thing to celebrate in the Lutheran Church. And we're reminded once again that we are indeed saints of God. That Jesus has made us saints, that we are his through Jesus' death and resurrection. But we also remember today that we are part of a great community of saints. And not just saints here on earth, but also all the saints who have gone on before us and who have died in the Lord. I know that many, many of you have people near and dear to your hearts who have fought the good fight of faith and who are now celebrating in heaven, resting in the arms of the Savior. 
You look at your bulletin, there are 13 saints from this congregation who joined that heavenly celebration since last All Saints Day. They are part of that great cloud of witnesses, as we call that, as the Bible calls that, that wonderful group who, who taught the faith and who showed the faith, who modeled the faith, who lived the faith. And we are blessed with their example that they left for us as we remember how Christ worked in and through them. We're blessed by how their lives touched our lives. And we're blessed by having seen Christ in them. And one day, Christ will call us home to be with him and to be with them. And what a wonderful reunion that will be that day. Uh, a reunion with those 13 saints that we see in the bulletin today and 28 from last year and 17 from the year before that and the many, many, many other saints, the multitude who have been called home to eternal glory. And what a wonderful reunion that will be. It kind of makes me think of when you, you go to the movies, if you get there to the movies a little early and you sit down, and what's the first thing that comes up on the screen? I mean, after the ads for the popcorn and the candy and the pop. The first thing that comes up there is the, is the coming attractions, right? Highlights of other movies that are coming soon to the theater. And today, I kind of view this service as a little preview. It's a coming attractions for us who are still here of what those who have gone, who have died in the Lord, already know. You know, John talks about that a little bit in the book of Revelation. He's got a, he paints this beautiful picture of what heaven will be like. It's a city, he says. It doesn't need the sun because God is there and his glory gives that place light. And nothing impure is there. Nothing shameful or, or sinful is there because Jesus is there. And his saints are all there. Fred is there. And Minnie is there. And George is there. And Shirlene is there. And the rest of those 13 names from Chapel of the Cross. And thousands upon thousands upon thousands of others. And there is no hunger. And there's no thirst there. There's no pain or crying or death. That's a coming attraction for you and for me. I don't know about you, but I can't wait. But, but the saints that have died in the Lord, they own that reward, that gift of heaven. That is theirs by faith. So we remember on this All Saints Day that we are God's saints. We remember that all who have died in the Lord are God's saints and they're with him for eternity in heaven. But we remember one more thing on a day like today. We're reminded that even though every day brings us one day closer to our own death, we know that in dying, we will also live. Jesus himself said it. He says, because I live, you too will live. Paul says our sufferings here on earth, the things that we go through for just a short time, they're not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us when he takes us to heaven. Because of Jesus and because he has made us saints, we can, we can look death squarely in the face and we can say, I'm not afraid of you. I'm not afraid of you, death, because you have no power over me. In Psalmist David, he says, all my life I am one step away from death. And that's true, isn't it? I mean, sometimes we don't act like that. I think sometimes we, well, oftentimes we don't like to talk about it or to think about it. But, but the truth is, as soon as we are born, we are old enough to die. But Jesus comes to us. He comes to his saints and he says, I am the resurrection and I am the life. You don't have to fear death. Because I have conquered death. Because I live, you too will live eternally with me in heaven. And what a beautiful thing, what a beautiful word, what a beautiful thing to celebrate today. A number of Easter's ago, it's probably more than 10 years ago or so, I told you the story about a, a young boy riding in a car with his dad. And as they were riding, the, the, the windows were down in, in, in that car. And as they were driving, a bee flew into the car. 
And that, that little kid, he was, he was afraid because he had, run, had a run-in with a bee before and he had felt the sting and he didn't want to feel that again. So he yelled out to his dad. He said, Dad, do something. So dad, he, he reached out with his hand and he quick grabbed it. He grabbed the bee out of the air and he had it in his hand. And the little fellow said, did, did you kill him? And with that, his dad opened up his hand and, and the bee flew out of his hand. And once again, the, the little boy, he was upset. Daddy, get him, he's flying. And the dad said to his son, I don't have to. And he, he pointed to the stinger in his hand. He said, do you see a stinger? That bee can't hurt you anymore because the sting is gone. Jesus said that he has removed the stinger. He removes the sting of death for his saints. I mean, death is all around us. Death has not gone away and won't go away until we're with our heavenly Father in heaven. But death is around us every day, but it cannot hurt us anymore because Jesus has taken the stinger out of it because he went to the cross and he paid the price for sin and he rose again. And he's given new life, new life to his saints. So the sting is gone. So we can face death, even death, straight on. I'm not afraid of you, death, because my Jesus lives. He lives for me, and I too will live. What a wonderful thing to celebrate today. Back around the uh, year 125 A.D., so not that far after Jesus lived on this earth, a, a Greek man by the name of Aristides wrote to one of his friends about a new religion. Guess what new religion that was that he was writing about? It was about Christianity. He's trying to explain to his friend this, the ex, extraordinary success that this religion was having in his area, and this is what he wrote to his friend. He says, if any righteous man among the Christians passes from this world, they rejoice and offer thanks to God as they escort his body with songs and thanksgiving as if he were setting off from one place and going to some other nearby. Huh. What, a, what a wonderful description from a non-Christian about the joy we have as Christians on this All Saints Day and the joy we have even facing death. We are God's saints Jesus has made us his saints. And we will one day join that great cloud of witnesses, that multitude that no one can count, praising God forever in glory. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Would you please stand with me as we confess together our common faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed, page 9 in your bulletin. Together we confess. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we gather our offering to the Lord.
On this day of all saints, we remember with thanksgiving those of our church family who have gone before us with the sign of faith. They were created by God to offer him praise forever, redeemed by Jesus, God's Son, and filled with the Holy Spirit through baptism, where God gave them new life. They have been nourished in the company of his people through the Lord's Supper and the Word. And in his mercy, God has summoned them to his presence that they may continue in joyful service to him forever. We especially remember this day. Fred Schrader. Minnie Hine. George Gray. Shirlene Bauer. Philip Hine. Thelma Eigenman. Barbara Gray. Teresa Miller. Evelyn Sievert. Robert Whitaker. David Walbrink. Ivy Belinda Rogers. Lisa Grady. St. John writes, Blessed are they that die in the Lord from now on, for they will rest from their labors, and their deeds will follow them. Let us pray. In joyful expectation for the resurrection of the body to life, we remember before you, O Lord, all those who have gone before us in faith, whom we pause now to name in our hearts. We offer thanksgiving for the gift of faith, and we hold fast to the certainty of your promises. May their memory among us be blessed, and may we follow their footsteps of faith to your eternal presence in the heavenly kingdom. Amen. We stand for the prayer of the church. Let us pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. Heavenly Father, in that multitude of saints that no man can number are so many of our relatives and friends and members of our church. We thank you that they are with Jesus and that they will rise again on the last day. Until that joyous day of Christ's return, we join the multitude of saints in heaven and on earth in exclaiming again praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to you, our God, forever and ever. Lord, in your mercy, Hear our prayer. Lord Jesus, we have done nothing to deserve the title children of God, but that is what we are because of your work of salvation. We praise you for your love for us and for the washing that cleansed our robes and made them white in your blood. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord, as your saints living on this earth, help us to be among those whom Jesus called blessed in the Beatitudes. Teach us to be poor in spirit, meek and merciful. Motivate us to be peacemakers and give us courage to endure whatever persecution comes upon us as your disciples. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, keep this nation under your care. Bless the leaders of our land that we may be a people at peace among ourselves and a blessing to the other nations of the earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for our church, for church workers and missionaries, for lay leaders and each of us assembled here, that we may do all that you have called us to do and live to the praise of your glory. We ask you to bless especially the ministries of our mission partners, 
Day Three Seeds, Food for the Poor, and Christian Friends of New Americans. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Physician, into your merciful hands, we commend all who are sick, injured, or infirm. And today we especially remember Maureen Bartell, Daryl Hughes, Marilyn Kester, and Dawn Iborg as she has surgery this week. We ask that in your great mercy you would grant patience and relief to those who are suffering in body, soul, or mind. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord of the Church, we praise you for your goodness and for your grace. We especially praise you along with Gary and Diane Tim upon the birth of a grandson, Walker Timothy, this past Thursday. Keep Walker and his parents in your care and bless them in every way. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us ever to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. We remain standing as we sing together a recessional hymn, Ye Watchers and Ye Holy Ones.